It's episode 162 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I am so excited for today's guest. I've been a fan of her uh, style, um, the in particular haircuts and ha- hair color that she's been doing a while for a while. Uh, she's the owner of Fevered Moon. Her name is Melissa Bratton. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Most excellent. I have a headache. Oh, no. I think it's from my ponytail. Okay. It's fine. I'll take ibuprofen while we talk. Nice. Yeah, that's a tight ponytail, girl. So sometimes I'll have my hair up and it's purely secured with a bobby pin and it puts the pressure right on the head to to mess me up for the day. So I feel you there. (laughs) How are you doing with this time change? Does it bother you at all? No, no. Everything's digital in the house. So I mean, it's... It's it's a non-issue. Nice. The um, fall back that fucks me up because I, I wake up at like five anyway. Mm-hmm. So then it's like <clears throat> rude, rude. I don't want to be <laughs> up at four o'clock in the morning. I'm ready an hour before time to go to work. Yes. I don't know if you saw my story, but I have issues with the people that go to Gatestone. I did see that. And so I almost never head that way. And... It sounds like it's an issue with the traffic. Well, I mean, there's three parking lots. But I'm a I'm I like to also be funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the kind of stuff that drives people mad. I get it. It's just like be like you said, be considerate of people in the area, right? My parents live right next to the Jalisco on Cimarron. And the line of traffic out, you know, I'm sure you've seen it. I mean, it, the whole lane is taken up. It, it, it's it's a little mad, but uh, I, I whatever. I guess people just need to get in that line to get the tacos, I suppose. Um, also, you just had a birthday. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. I'm 41. And you got that sweet neck tattoo or throat tattoo. Yeah. It is awesome. Thank you. It's almost already healed. Yeah, it looks great. Um, it's amazing. I'm always in admiration of people who just go for it. I'm an overthinker, and and, and I definitely need to stop. Um, but your style is so distinct. I mean, your entire look, also the service that you provide. So you're a self-proclaimed shag wizard and a sheer magician, and I love it. <laughs> and you see, here in Corpus, you see people on the street, and you know the potential that they got their hair cut at your shop, I mean, it's high. Like, they have a distinct look. And so have you always, you know, had a preference for that aesthetic or did you grow into it or, you know, did it start off, like, immediately? It looked like I came out of nowhere, right? Like, I just showed up. We needed you. Um, Well, I've been working in that salon for 17 years. Wow. Um, I been hairdressing for 22 years but what people see when I suddenly started showing up on social media is that it looked like it was an overnight success but you don't see the 22 years that came before that so um I grew up in rural southwest Missouri wow and so I learned how to cut mullets in beauty school and shags were still like it would it was still old school then because in 2000 people were um still kind of behind the time so you know you have some old school moms that are like hey let me get my hair cut so you have to know 
how to do this or you're going to look like an asshole. Yes. So when I started noticing everything, obviously on Instagram, which is where we all market, um, I was stoked because I'm very, I love 70s looks, 60s looks, metal. Um, so I started taking more education and paying more attention to what was on trend. And it didn't help that I, that I happened to know a few younger locals that just stumbled in like Madeline, mm-hmm. her mom's my Pilates instructor. Really? Yes. Dude, Madeline is a, a fantastic. I, and she is the perfect, anytime I see pictures of her, I mean, she wears the look perfect. You got it down amazingly. She's a, a rad young woman and accomplished as well. Very. Yeah, it's a, I, I'm trying to remember if it was Madeline's haircut I saw first, or it might have been Savannah Garza's. But oh, Savannah's super cool. Very. I love her. She's way talented, and we're fortunate to have her in the community. Definitely. And what I think is neat is so she moved from Austin, right? And, you know, Austin has you know, tons of talent when it comes to hair. And when she moved to Corpus, she went to you. And that to me is very telling. Well, I'm not going to lie. There's a couple of really talented hairdressers that um, also may specialize in that look. Mm -hmm. Um, She may have seen someone else. I mean, Getting a haircut's almost like getting a tattoo. Like I feel like you can, it's art. It's yes. wearable art. Yes. So I'm not going to be thousand percent weird about like you don't own a client. Yeah. Hey, and and that so your whole kind of what? How would I describe it? Like ideology behind the business and what you do is very unique. Um, because you'll be the first to shout out. Uh, other artists that you admire who do similar styles like you. So I, I've seen you actually shout out others. Um, yeah. I believe her name is Melissa. It's another Melissa, I think, right? Oh. Yes. And uh, in addition to that, something that you do that I think is incredible, and it actually, you and I are very similar in how we curate our Instagram feeds, and that we are literally showcasing other women, and not not just showcasing them, but describing qualities about them and I think that's really neat because these are your clients and it's not just look at this haircut I did it's also this woman's incredible because of a b c d e and I just when I was going through it I'm like this is cool like you not only are you uh you know making these people look how they want to look um and really tailoring it to their preferences but you're taking it so far as to post them on your business page and really lift them up in other ways as well. And so have you always been that kind of supporter and really, it sounds to me like you take the time to really get to know people you're interacting with. You listen to a lot of people and if you do take the time to listen instead of talking about yourself the whole time, not to say that I don't, 
because I'm an opinionated motherfucker. But if you take the time to let people finish their sentence and value that they chose you over anyone else and in all of the talent in town. And so to honor what, you know, I see educators, I have someone that's of the first Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, like there are some amazing women. So no, I didn't always um, value that. I was near burnout several years ago. Um, it was before I quit drinking and I was to the point where I was done listening to people talk, but I realized that it wasn't, it, it wasn't the, um, okay. So it was the type of clientele that I had mm -hmm. because it was of the school that you are a service provider instead of doing things that you love doing, you took what you had to take and make it or break it, right? So all of the phrases of fake it till you make it, do all of that. You had to take these clients that are complainers, that are don't have the same moral compass that you do or talk about they're racist or oh. anti-vax anti-mask you know the things yes so when i started slowly eliminating the clients that i didn't feel like i aligned with i started attracting more people that i did and then um and then it didn't become a job it became Fun. I had fun at work. It was a party. And so when Mel and I went from the downstairs of Salon Salon upstairs, we were still commissioned stylists. It we had our own jams. It felt like a party up there. We had women, and I do see male guests. Mm -hmm. Um, but I always definitely celebrate the whole female so to answer your question no I wasn't always so like uplifting of a person but I think I had to evolve as well as my career absolutely uh, and thank you for sharing that um it's always really it's nice to hear that you know maybe people have experienced uh, moments where burnout is real you know stylists y'all have to be on all the time i mean there are people sitting in your chair for hours sometimes and no doubt there's an energy exchange that i imagine can be very draining if like you said the energies don't necessarily align and i feel like a lot of times y'all may not get enough credit for having to to undergo that um because you seem to me like somebody who is really open and really engaging. And so if, if somebody comes through that might be a little draining, you're gonna potentially, you know, feel the effects of that. Um, so, and I feel like it's a really brave move. I actually hate the word brave in, in, as it's been used. I feel like it's a really cool move 
that you decided, you know what, it's important to me that my clientele is kind of on the same wavelength as me because this is my career and, you know, it's important. Well, no one's going to be happy. Why not refer someone to a very talented stylist that likes to do that type of hair that or that has the same values yes that that individual may have because everybody's not for everybody yes and so if there's an extension client i'm gonna refer them to riptide mm-hmm. that's what they do if there's i don't i mean there's not a whole lot I absolutely won't do, but I will refer people to other stylists, of course. Yeah, that I think that that's a really good move. Um, and that's you also establishing a boundary uh, in a really smart way and helping support local. I mean, to, to me, that that's just all wins. So you were born in Missouri. I was born in Kansas, but I grew oh, up in Missouri. Oh, okay. So, uh, so in Missouri, I mean, did you like undergo all your formative years there? How did you end up in Texas? My dad's side of my family lives here and I moved here in 04. Okay. And straight to Corpus? Yeah, I that was the big city. I'd never been on a freeway. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that made, and so what were your initial thoughts? Because this was in 2004. Not... It was the year it snowed for y'all. That, it yes, it did. First- your first snow vision. Isn't that interesting? You brought it. Fuck. I hate <laughs> snow. Like, I, I was so pissed. I was pissed for different reasons because we never, ever leave town for holidays. And we went to see my brother in Houston where they got, like, hardly anything. And it snowed down here. And I was like, you got to be kidding. Uh, but so what were your initial thoughts about Corpus Christi? Because at the time, there wasn't a ton happening locally. Um, it was foreign. Like I, I left my support system, you know, my mom, my grandma and grandpa, people who raised me. I didn't meet my dad until I was 15. So then moving here at 24. Wow. That was completely foreign. And then to be completely completely dependent upon them to help me learn how to navigate a city, learn how to drive here, uh, take me to go get my driver's license. I've been self-reliant. I was raised to be self-reliant and strong and independent, free thinking. Loud I love mouth. that. I love that. That's big. Cause it, it sounds to me and I might be making an incorrect assumption that where you grew up was small town. Hell yeah. And so was it, it seems to me also like you may have been rare in your way of thinking and like your approach to life. Is that accurate? Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, I would have people say, I don't, why are you here? You need to go somewhere (laughs) else. Like I don't want to hear that you still live here. That um, I was too big. Ah, I meant that sounds stupid. Um, I don't think so. I think it's just you. It's obvious when people have outgrown somewhere. 
it's obvious. Oh, that's 100% accurate. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's what people were, were trying to get, get across, you know? Uh, I feel like, and again, this is purely based on the very limited knowledge I have about small towns in Missouri. But everybody kind of looks the same. You know, everybody shops at the same places. You know, everybody mostly believes the, the same things politically, religiously, whatever. Um, so for you to stand out, I have always been, and, and not for the sake of standing out, but just because you are who you are. I've always admired so much because growing up, I have to admit, I was one of those people who assimilated. I was quick to assimilate. And so anybody who didn't, I just think is incredible. So I'm going to bring up a talking point that a few of my friends, colleagues, people that I know. <clears throat> so from all the times that you didn't fit in and you were, it was definitely the you can't sit with a squad because you look different. You were from a different socioeconomic standpoint. I mean, spot in your life, you know, um, you didn't fit in. So you feel bullied or put upon. So then you later on become the bully and you're then you're later on, like you realize that you actually did want to sit with them with after so long of fuck you. I don't want to sit with you. So then you have to kind of form your own table and group so i'm about the misfits the weird the the you if you don't fit in somewhere you probably fit in with me mm -hmm. i love that uh and as i've gotten older i've, I've realized yeah I've, I've always been kind of weird but i've always i don't know i guess kind of like uh dimmed myself i guess you know like in order to fit um and so like again, like I see women like you, uh, who are proudly themselves and all of their strangeness, and it makes me so happy. And it also makes me happy to know that you ha were very self-aware growing up. And I, I just hope that more people get to experience that. You know, like you said, you were brought up to be self-reliant. You were brought up to be who you were and outspoken and independent and all that kind of stuff. And so important. I, I mean, thanks. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think just for someone like you, it comes naturally. So you don't know any other way, you know. Um, but I also love that you are kind of a haven for those who maybe don't necessarily fit in as well. Uh, so something that you mentioned earlier was that, you know, you had, whenever you first got into hair, that people were kind of stuck in the old style, so they still wanted the shag or the kind of rocker look. But it's funny to me because it's no longer old. Like this is the, it's, it's come full circle to be like a hip thing. So have you seen a surge in people just wanting to completely change their look under your scissors? Or razor. Razor, that's lot. right, I razor cutting, yes. Yeah, I do a lot with the razor. Um, Yes, I do. Um, I've also noticed a big surge towards the French Bob. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's also a lot of... Oh, I'm about the mullet. I'm about... Mm, I love <laughs> That's been cool to see, right? Because, you know, it... it 
in the nineties, I guess it was, it was it. And then it kind of transitioned to be something that was more like the punchline of a joke. And, and now it is straight up stylish. Well, do you know who Sally Hershberger is? I know the name. I can't That's picture. That's who Miley Cyrus is here. Okay. Into that little mixy, uh, like, shag mullet look. Um, I took some virtual education from her. Excellent. Um, but it it is fun that it came full circle from her dad as being the brunt of a joke to her. Yes. And she's very much like Wendia Williams, the metal musician from the Plasmatics. Okay. Like she, um, a lot of her new look, I don't listen to that music, but um, I could definitely recognize wow okay so younger people are seeing these looks yes uh she's somebody that influenced the youth so it became more in my opinion something that's like popular and fun and cool but also i mean definitely not so cookie cutter yes I'm not anti-stack bob, but it's, uh, or precision haircut, but it's more fun to, you know, make it move. Yes, the the movement is, is nice. And, uh, yeah, I got to admit, I mean, it, you know, it, it's cool whenever people use hair as a canvas, right? Um, I feel like people can take their hair too seriously, myself included, um, I have naturally curly hair, and so being a product, born in 85, so in my formative years into the 90s and 2000s, I mean, it was all about the straightener. And uh, yeah, so the freedom that people have with their hair nowadays, where, where it's more for fun than anything else, and they're not necessarily sweating it, is uh, also something that's inspirational to me like I look at pictures of of what you do and I'm like could I do that could I you know like you're really making me think outside the the normal kind of what you see day-to-day style and I think that that's important it's important for people to consider other styles well it's all tailored to the person's facial structure um you can carve out pieces to make it create slimness. Um, so it would be a specific you haircut. Mm-hmm. It would not be, you can't just put the same, you know, haircut on every single head with the same angles. And I mean, it's all geometry, but still. It's going to be tailored to a person's individual needs, wants, desires, you know? Like, how do you want to feel when you leave? Oh, Not, I love that. That's important. Yes. Yeah, I, uh, I, again, I mean, I just, every time I see what, what you do, I'm just blown away. 
And so when did you decide to actually move into doing hair? When, when, did, when was that decision made to make that your career? Girl, I was like three. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me everything. I had Barbies. And so because I was raised as an only child, I had so many Barbies. And all I gave a shit about was playing with their hair. So I know I was going to do that forever. And then it's never been a question in my mind. It's, You've just always known. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. You never flip flopped or anything. That's incredible. Uh, no. Yeah, that. Um, well, we're all very grateful that you decided to pursue hair forever. I feel fortunate that I had such a concrete, unwavering faith in what I was going to do for a living because the average hairstylist first year out of beauty school is $15,000 a year. Oh, wow. Wow. That can change. Yes. Thank goodness. Cause I mean, that's I'm part of a movement that's trying to change the industry from what is believed to be good business practices. So taking out gratuity and charging by the hour for my time. Yes. As opposed to running up a service ticket with hidden, well, this product and this, it's all by the hour. I love that. How much is your color? It doesn't matter. Whatever it is, it's by the hour. So there's no add on. It's your time, my time. Yes. Very much like a tattoo artist. Yes. I love that. Yeah, that's a a very interesting. Say again. It's transparent. Right. And and so that's I I did a little bit of research like on your website. And um, yeah, you mentioned that that you want to you know, get beyond what the industry has been. So what kind of actions are you taking in order to help facilitate that? So I looked into a coaching program called Destroy the Hairdresser. And after reading all of what their Instagram showed, I scheduled a coaching call. Okay. And it's learning. I have a business coach from there. And she's super rad. Her name's Rachel Radford. And it's a business model that's not your average salon. But they want to change it to be more about the art and the time. Yes. And there's more to it than that. Like learning your reactivity and to be proactive. I never wanted to be a boss or own a whole salon, but as it turns out, I guess I kind of do. So I can <laughs> carve out a place for the people that don't necessarily fit in. Yes. I, I love that. Uh, you know, at first you kind of reluctantly accept it, and then you realize, wait, actually, I'm help facilitating change um, by providing this space and this opportunity. That's big. I, the owner of Salon Salon built a room for me 
And that's how I ended up being self-employed. I gave them two years notice and worked very hard to curate art and graphic design and clientele and market. And then I never in a million years thought that I would put another whole person in there with me, but it happened. And so, um, and, and as it turns out, I'm addicted to growth. <laughs> That's a good thing to be addicted to, I think. And sugar and, and um, uh, clothes. <laughs> well, you are always looking good, always. Uh, and so you, so you opened up the salon officially when? It'll be a year in April. It's only been a year. I know you haven't been in the game only a year, but Fevered Moon's <laughs> only been around a year. As a business uh, that I have owned, yeah. What? I was marketing for two years before that, though. Okay, okay. But even still, congratulations. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. It's uh, it's astounding to me that it all happened also during the pandemic. Yes. And I was so focused and driven that I wasn't going to let anything stand in my way. And um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for all the people that have somehow helped me get here, that have had a hand in, hey, maybe I like the way they treat people, or hey, maybe I like the, you know, maybe relationships are possible, or, you know. Um, so I'm grateful to the owners of Salon Salon for shaping that for me and showing like um, a way to um, be nicer to people to a degree uh, instead of being, you know, maybe just read the room a little bit. Yes. <laughs> oh, and, you know, building a room for me. That's huge. I mean, they obviously value you and what you provide and really wanted you to be around that's you don't hear about that too much you know um no. usually it's like okay you're you're doing your own thing all right see ya you know yeah it was very like risky behavior um saying well i'm planning on being self-employed by two years i don't know if you took me serious at uh at first but oh. <laughs> I mean, they are now, that's for sure. Yeah. Incredible. So I love the name. I love the name Fevered Moon. And so I would love to hear background to how you came to that name. Because it's, it's so, it's just beautiful. Thank you. Um, there's a lot of thought that went into that. So... Do you remember when LaDonna Rocha had Archer Soapworks when it first happened? She yes. had new moon intention boxes. But I'm like, what about the full moon? Because we were all fucking crazy during the full moon. <laughs> it's so true. And then, um, as always, the moon is feminine. And it controls our bodies. And then, as women, we go through phases in our lives. All of the phases from breakups to hormones to 
everything, like moments. Yes. And so we evolve maybe several times a day, maybe through phases in our lives, we evolve so much like the moon. Uh, so that's kind of how it came about. Yeah, I really like the moon theme. And then why in particular fevered? Because, uh, I don't know. Because, I mean, full moon fever. Oh, yes, yes. I love that. Lunacy. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, that's good. That's really good. And it has, I mean, I just associate the moon and all of its phases with magic. And so yeah. it, it just, your salon has just like this magical association with it. The name, the design that you have, which, uh, because the design, was that Savannah? The graphics? Yes. Yes. So originally I had holes and I do love that logo. And they designed my business cards. And I don't know if you've ever held one of my business cards, but they feel like a credit card. I haven't. I just want to go in there and see it. it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's you would be surprised. It's very small. Mm -hmm. Um, For all the magic that comes out of it. (laughs) Sometimes big things can come in small packages. I'd say. For sure. Um. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, Vanna. So, I was doing her hair, and I'm like, I know you have, like, a backlog of busy, 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 but can we work together? And she's like, fuck yes. So, then she got at me when she was free. Mm -hmm. Or when she had enough space. Right. And so, I'm like, whatever it costs, I'll pay you. Let's do this. Yes, it looks so good. Thanks. I mean, you should really, I mean, it's all to her credit, but we had a consultation via FaceTime. So when I told her what I was looking for, it was, um, I said, imagine like 60s, 70s, Californian, almost boho, like, but meets the Manson family. <laughs> and she's like, okay. And nailed it. Like, I don't know. That girl's a wizard. Yes. Because I would say that's exactly the vibe I'm getting from that. <laughs> I never thought Manson family, but now that you say it, because let's be honest, while they were psychopaths, I mean, they all had like a look. Like it was, kind of, you know, very reminiscent of the time and it was a, a nice Ready? little look. Yes. Uh, wow. Okay. See, and I love origin stories like this because ultimately it's your brand, you know, and you call yeah. the your uh, clients Moonies, which I yeah. love. Uh, so smart. And I feel like it's just very organic. I, 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 uh, I'm nervous to use the word marketing, but I think it just is by default. It's very organic and very smart. It's just beautifully done. Five years ago, I didn't even want to use Facebook or Instagram or 
any of that. I didn't want to be on social media. I didn't want it. And then, um, and then I found out that uh, if you want to be successful whatsoever, uh, find your audience and speak to them. Yes. Uh, and I, I like having this discussion actually with my guests because I know that social media can be a double-edged sword, but really when it comes to business, it can be very beneficial. And so when you, you know, ultimately decided to utilize it, did you see engagement skyrocket or was it more of a gradual thing? How did that go? Initially I had somebody, um, help me with social media and that individual, um, did very well in helping me understand because I'm kind of old lady when it comes to tech and internet, and I just call it the World Wide Web, you know, <laughs> things like that. I love it. That's what it's called. <laughs> Intentionally to sound just, you know, unaware. But um, we ended up parting ways in the summertime. Um And then I took, I mean, she never did any captions from for me or anything like that but she definitely followed a lot of the right people because i you know she knew me and i had been doing her hair for a while so she knew that i wanted to capture what i was trying to capture and provide and so um i was very like i said there's a lot of people i owe gratitude that have helped me Along the way, I don't think I'll ever have quote unquote made it because you're never finished with your journey. Yes. So perfectly said. And I love that you keep reiterating your gratitude for individuals in your life that have, you know, helped along the way. That That's so important to always be cognizant of that. Um, which is another reason why I just think you're amazing um, because it, 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 well, I mean, but it soaks through your, your page. I mean, like I said, I mean, you're going through and you're looking at everybody's picture and it's, it's not just a picture and it's not just a cut. It's, I don't know how to describe it. It's just, it's very personal. And I feel like that's missing in a lot of majority of uh, business pages, I would say, or, you know what I mean? Anybody kind of trying to rep their business. I think when it comes to branding, um, say if you provide a medical service, you can't discuss your clientele. True. Or their names. That's very true. Or, um, but look, these people are getting a babysitter, finding time. Like I only work nine to four. That's amazing. I have OCD. I get home. I deprogram or de whatever the fuck I want to. I'm trying to say. I, I Compress. Decompress. That's <laughs> way. Yes. I got anyway. you, girl. I got you. Thank you. Um. No, I forgot what I was talking about. Uh, that when it comes to businesses, um, or marketing, you know, some people can't be forthcoming with the details about their clientele but these people the ones you know you work limited hours and they make time to come to yeah. you yeah 
I have an educator that comes during intercession or they'll take a day off work. I have a nurse. It's like, I just schedule off time and wow, it's what an honor. So why, why would I not have listened to her if she values my service and my person, then why would I not do the very most that I can for them and listen to everything that they have to say and honor like the beauty of who they are? Yes, and, and that you do, my goodness. Uh reiterating the tailoring the look to everybody i mean it is it it really is an art and uh just just incredible you know that you're able to look at a person and realize you know okay if i raise her here or whatever here that this is going to enhance whatever like you have a client who has like a great jawline and you you uh, alter her cut to really emphasize like her great facial story just stuff like that and like you said to help make the uh whoever's getting the service feel incredible walking out um as somebody who's cared about her hair her whole life there is a really magical thing that happens whenever you leave a salon feeling yourself it's really important. I mean, that is the ultimate goal. I want people to have self-confidence in their image. Look, you have to go anywhere from four to 12 weeks between hair visits. So the first thing that you see when you look in the mirror is your hair. Yes. So if you're unhappy with that, then you're going to be unhappy with the person at the gas station who causes the ripple effect Yes, throughout everybody in the day or your day. It's going to affect everything. So, like, if you can be happy with that one thing, and I, and I can help you achieve that, your goals for and the way you want to feel for however long, then, then I'm super stoked. Yes. I mean, you, it's, it, it, it's important. You know, I feel like I've tried to describe this to people before and, um, they, you know, can kind of look at me like, what, does it really matter that much? And like, absolutely hundred percent. Yes. Otherwise people wouldn't be scheduling these and, you know, spending the time with their stylist to really work out what it is they want. You know, it, it really is critical. Consultation. Yes. And so that brings me to my next point. So somebody who's never gone beyond like a traditional haircut, what is the process to work with you to change their look? I always suggest visual references. So while you are never going to look like the Pinterest model, you can look like your version of them and having that conversation rather than just taking liberties, not to say that I have it before. Um, but I mean, you can come in and say, fuck me up, but in a good way, but I think it's more important to say, okay, like, what are your concerns? Do you have like a flat spot or, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you just said you're, 
conscious of your curls, throw away your flat iron, please. Yeah. No, I've definitely been embracing the natural texture. It's just it's just time. Uh and okay, so I know I know that this is a misconception, but I have to to put it out there cuz it's mine. But I see the beautiful work that you do and I'm like no way that would look good on my natural texture. Yeah, it would. Right. And so that's my, it's a weird thing that I have to get out of my head because while I'm embracing my curls, I still have this weird kind of, you can't do as much with, with it. You know, it won't look as chic as if my hair were straight and like that kind of thing. Because sometime in your life, someone told you that you should wear your hair straight and yep. you've believed that about yourself. Yep. And so it's created an insecurity in you. Yep. Somehow, some way. So that is something that you to work through it's true it, it, it is interesting um like i said the association i have with my hair and beauty and it's very interesting um and I, actually not that long ago in the past year and a half maybe two i was actually told that uh curly hair was a birth defect <laughs> and i don't think they even realized maybe they realized it after they said it but it was just kind of a, a a bizarre moment, and and it and it made me realize like I think there are still some beliefs around natural texture that are surprising. That's some low vibrational bullshit. It was something else. It was, and and it, there were other people around, and they just kind of looked, and then me being me, I just moved on. But it, it was an it was an interesting thing. But you're absolutely you hit the nail on the head in terms of the. I guess like a deep insecurity from like being a kid, right? Who knew this would turn into a therapy session? Uh, but like, so in the event, like I came to you and said, you know, my hair is curly, um, but I want, you know, this this kind of look that you're giving. I guess it's more of just me being, is it me being like super specific or it, do you do better whenever you're like, look, this is what, trust me, this is how it's going to go down. Like, how do you prefer it? Well, wouldn't you much rather be made to feel comfortable by having someone listen to you yes just saying trust me i'm gonna i'm gonna do what i want and i'm gonna tell you to like it that's not right that is uh i've never heard that perspective that is so true that's powerful right there we're all powerful I mean, it's the more I'm interacting with you, the more I'm just like, you're exactly where, you know, I would strive to be, right? Just, you you know who you are, you know what you offer, and that's it. And, and earlier you mentioned not everybody is for everyone. And mm -hmm. that's another quality that I really admire. Um, you know, being a recovering people pleaser, right? And so uh, I'm, I'm just like incredibly inspired by you. I, I just have to, to let you know that. Uh, I think we should just hang out like for the day and we can just take little clips of the day and have like just fun. I love that. I really think that if you had like mics for the shirt, we could have just driven around in my Subaru. I agree. Okay, yeah. So uh, whenever she and I were working out the logistics of where this was going to be, 
uh, she actually brought up a super cool idea to do a drive around uh, interview. And, you know, with the mics being the size that they are, it wouldn't have worked currently. But I love this idea. And I actually was telling my husband, he's like, that's actually a pretty cool idea. Uh, and I was like, yeah, how? And so he and I were actually talking about how to work it out. So if we ever do that, please be my guest. Like, you have to be the oh. first person to do that. And it, 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 or I could just chauffeur you both. And just, like, <laughs> throw in quips. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think it would, ju- it would just be great. We could go visit the Gates Donuts parking lots and discuss all of this. <laughs> Too soon? Uh, <laughs> They're good. I just don't like the drivers that go there. Yes, I, I fully respect that. So another thing I admire about you is you are very satisfied with being, you know, you don't have to be out and about. It's not about... How, how much, like, how much am I seen? And, you know, how many times am I, like, going out a week? Because you're, you're very much comfortable at home, you know, with your life and that kind of thing. And I'm very similar. And have you found it difficult as a business owner to kind of be like, you know what, I'm going to forego, you know, m- the majority of social interactions in favor of really taking some time for myself and decompressing at the house? So we're in anxiety culture, right? Especially post pandemic, but I've dealt with anxiety since I was 11. So when I did go out, I would drink till I blacked out. And then, um, and then I had this weird like FOMO and I had to be out all the time and I needed to be seen and see people, but they were all doing the same shit day after day. Um, but this new crop of young people, I love them so much. That's that's my, I love listening to them talk. I'm all, tell me more. <laughs> but um, so part of my scheduling is being nine to four is I have, I quit. I took my last drink. It'll be seven years in September. Congratulations. In New Orleans at a hair show. So um, thank you. Uh, so it evolved into, it was a reward system. So like after I got home from work, I would have some wine or two bottles and four benzos. And then, um, so it just slowly got to where I needed to be at this time of the day. I go home, I let my dog down, I take a shower I smoke cigarettes and drink water on the porch and read books. So for me to go do something after four is hard. I like mornings, breakfast dates, mm-hmm. lunch dates, mm-hmm. uh, afternoon times. Um, I'm super private about where I live. There's like five people that have been inside my house in the two years that I've lived here. That's including the owner. um so going out if it's a daytime market i'll do it i am gonna go this thursday to the third thursday at um emma's weird corpus emma and johnny is it just emma or emma and john i'm friends with her and i don't know if it's them both i'm just gonna say emma yeah that's my home girl yes anyway i'm gonna go to the it's psychedelic themed which is that's awesome 
my alley. So she said I only need to be outside of my house from 5 to 7.30. Okay. So that sounds acceptable. <laughs> Y'all, as long as I have a clear-cut directive. Uh, I'm, I haven't made it to one of those yet, so I, I think I'm going to try to make it this week. But I'm, I'm like you in the evenings, you know. Um, once I'm home, I'm home kind of thing, and I have a routine. And uh, But I do want to support whenever I can, and, and uh, I think that's a good way to do it. And it really only happens once a month right so i think it's totally i think it's every third thursday yeah every third thursday uh well you do you have a family yeah right exactly and i may i may use them as an excuse but it's true it's like i you know i, I love y'all but i would rather be home chilling you know or taking now, care of what i need to take care of when it's work it's work and when it's not it's not yes so you your original thought was or question was do i feel like i'm missing out because i don't socially network in person of course i am but i i don't feel any sort of fomo about it like i would love to go do those things but Oftentimes they're in the evening mm -hmm. or they're at bars or, mm -hmm. and I'm sure those are just excuses to be home, but I do support, I'll send flowers. That's my jam. I love that. Uh, I, I, uh, will support on thank you. I am weird with compliments. I'm like, Oh, why are we as women the worst? We, but like, again, that's oh. a programming thing, right? It's definitely a, mm -hmm. a programming thing. Um, you need to be humble, you know, you need to don't, don't brag, don't, you know, whatever. And not that it's bragging at all, but the fact that it would be framed that way. Yeah, uh, it's, it, it's definitely interesting, but important that we're talking about it and exploring it. Uh, so Melissa, what, cause you seem very much, you know, you love, um, like the aesthetic of things and, um you know, beauty and style. And so what inspires you daily? Oh, so much. From the music I listen to, to the clothes that I pick out, to conversations with my boyfriend, Sweet James. Um, I don't know, like for every moment there's a song, right? Yes, so <laughs> I love that. There, oftentimes I'm shaped by music, so I'm feeling very, you know, I like seventies metal. Uh, like a lot of, um, I listened to punk rock for a long time. Um, I would say a lot of times I'm influenced by music, but what inspires me, like you have to be like super specific about that what do you mean what inspires me to do what um i guess what inspires you creatively other hair designers mm -hmm. i'm very influenced by other hair designers i love that it's the truth though think about how chris mcmillan shaped a lot of the 90s with jennifer aniston's haircut oh my friend. god <laughs> yes 
so true. I'm trying to think. You would know. Is there any other haircut that really changed pop culture? So many. Okay, because I'm like, so nothing's coming to mind specifically to me. I'm sure it's happened. But the the um, the Rachel, yeah, like took over the planet. Jane Fonda had a look in a movie. I think the movie was called Clute. Yes, that she won an Oscar for that one, I think. Perhaps. I mean, she's very talented. Um, her hair in that was a big influence for women. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always typically actors, musicians, the shape, pop culture shapes society and it trickles through. And then somebody says, well, it's like when bands cover a song. Right, they take something that's very great, but they make it their own. They write their name on it. So, like Nirvana covered Lead Belly's "Where Did You Sleep Last Night," and both versions are stellar. But Nirvana added a lot more grit. So, I think. Everything's just kind of an adaptation. Yes. I love that. And I just want to thank you so much for being a guest this morning. I appreciate your time, uh, your willingness to hang out with me for, you know, the hour. Uh, What you create in terms of hair is just absolutely beautiful. So unique, so fun to look at. Um, I admire you and your work ethic and anybody that's listening, if you're not following uh, fevered moon on Instagram, it's at fevered moon. Um, be prepared to see some really, really cool hair. Uh, she also has a website, so there's a link in her bio to her website. So if you're interested in booking with her, um, and I believe you also have another employee. So Taylor, yeah. Mm -hmm. So there are options for you to go in there and get really, really cool hair. And, uh, just thank you so much again for, for being a guest. And I can't wait to see you continue to grow. Thank you, Brittany.